Hey there, I'm Joy. And I'm Rebecca. And we're your hosts for Jesus in Sales. We are a Christ-centered community committed to inspiring everyday living with Jesus, and we hope that this podcast can encourage your walk with him. You don't have to be in sales to be in our community. Jesus just happened to be the best salesperson in the truest form, and he met and still meets people's needs. We hope you enjoy the raw conversations that are happening every weekday within the Clubhouse app. So we might as well pray. <laughs> might as well pray about it all. Father God, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for every person in this room. God, I thank you for who you are. God, for what you're doing. God, I thank you that it's Tuesday. I thank you that we're still here. We're still kicking. God, we're still moving. We're still under your control, under your power. God, you're still healing, delivering, setting free. God, I thank you that you're still sending us. You're still calling us out, God. You're still healing us, changing us, making us new. And so, God, this morning on this Transformation Tuesday, I pray that you would remind us of the ways that you've transformed us. And God, also help us to see the ways you want to transform us in the future, in the today, in the now. God, the ways that you want to burn off all the things that are not of you so that we can be transformed from glory to glory. God, that we would continue to go to new levels with you. That we would rise up to the call that we've been appointed for. God, that we would no longer settle. That we would stay true to what you've called us into and unto. And so we just glorify you this morning, God. You're the name above all names, the king above all kings. God, you are the ruling authority in heaven and on earth. And we accept your authority this morning over our lives. God, we welcome your Holy Spirit into our moments, into this space. We set aside this time and say, God, have your way in us. Have your way in our hearts and our minds and our bodies, God. May every part of us align with you. We glorify you this morning. We bless every person here, every family represented, every workplace. God, we bless every person that's around them. If they're in the car driving, we bless every person they pass on the road. God, we just pray a blessing that covers each and every one of us. I thank you for your angels that do go before us. God, you go before us, around us, beside us, above us, below us, and behind us. God, there is nowhere you are not. And so we thank you for your protection and your provision in our life. In Jesus' mighty name, have your way. Amen. Awesome. Well, so good to see everybody this morning. Today's scripture is Psalms 119. Um, so for I'm sure some of you guys are aware we take the verse of the day from you version. Um, the Bible app, whatever they put the verse of the day. And we just read that. So it's super just basic, but God, we found that God just moves through the simplicity of it because we're just trusting that he's going to give us what we need to know from um, and take us there. So 119 verses two, I'm going to start with verse one. Um, and so this, these are, this whole Psalm is about meditations and prayers relating to the law of God. It says, how blessed and favored by God are those whose way is blameless. Those with personal integrity, the upright, the guileless, who walk in the law and who are guided by the precepts and revealed will of the Lord. Blessed and favored by God are those who keep his testimonies and who consistently seek him and long for him with all their heart and to be blessed and favored by God are pretty big words, right? We think about how it's, it's amazing to know that you're in walking in favor. There's no feeling quite like the feeling where, you know, you like stepped into favor, you stepped into blessing. Um, I think we can all relate to not feeling like we were blessed. But the more that we have grown our relationship with God, the more we've realized 
quite how blessed we are. And we, we start seeing things working out, right? We're watching things like play out, even when it doesn't make sense in our own head, it, it turns around for good. And I feel like this morning we are, we're, we get to experience how we get to keep his testimonies. And that kind of made me think of the scripture that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And our testimony isn't just a me testimony. It's an hour because it's a partnership with God, right? If God hadn't have come through for us, there wouldn't be a testimony to share, right? And in a lot of ways, there's places in our lives where we've been transformed and God has helped us transform. And that testimony of transformation is so powerful for us because we see it, how it played out in one part of our lives, but then it gives us hope and faith for the next season because we experience this testimony here. It's like, if I could have got through this darkest time, this darkest hour, if I could have got through that childhood trauma, that childhood, you know, abuse, God can get, if I could get through that, I can get through what God's got for me today. I can get through and thrive and prosper and come out the other side even better and transformed, right? We've talked about vehicles for transformation. What we're going through right now is a vehicle for our transformation. And it becomes a testimony that we get to keep and hold on to. And this is why most like, and even in Israel, you're going to find that the Jewish culture, they re recount the testimonies. They recount the testimony of God, the way that God brought them through the, the Israelites when they were up against a, a, an ocean, right? They were being chased by the Egyptians, by their captors. They had finally escaped. They'd finally gotten free. And then they were being chased and they were either getting certain death or slaved again. And God said, but wait, there's a third way, but wait, let me transform your mind. Let me show you what I can do. And he opens the Red Sea. He allows them to walk across or run across. I'm not sure. I probably would have been running if it was me on dry land. Right. And then it closed up enough to where the Egyptians couldn't cross and they themselves drowned in the ocean that the Israelites had walked across perfectly dry in. And there's a story of testimony and they held onto that and they, they declare it and they talk about it because it reminds them of what God has done for them before. It reminds them of how he rescued them and set them free in that place. And so this morning it's testimony, it's, it's transformation Tuesday. And so I would love to hear how has God transformed you or what is, is there something that you feel like God is transforming in you? Most transformation takes place in our mind. Our mind is the place that can help us or hinder us the most. And when we can take the inventory to see how we're thinking, how we're acting, how we're being, it changes the way we think. When we change the way we think, it changes the way we act. And when we change the way we act, it changes the way we live our lives. It changes the way that their whole world is viewed, which means we stop getting upset or offended, maybe because our perspective has changed. Um, so I just love to hear what you guys um, feel about this verse this morning, about what God's put in your heart. I want to hear what God's saying. So um, let I'm going to open the room up. What you guys got this morning? morning so good um i i'm i'm kind of intrigued by the different it's like the nlt version says something a bit different than the amplified but the nlt says joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts amplified blessed and favored by god are those who keep his testimonies and who consistently seek him and long for him with all their heart and let's see Grab the NIV. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. So I always, I normally read all the NLT and then I'll bounce back from the Amplified. 
but I love that it started off with joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. And then, when, you know, when you get in the Amplified, it talks about his testimony and what exactly is his testimony. Um, and First John 5, 9 says, we, um, since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God and God has testified about his son. So his testimony is the testimony of God is which is what he has given about his son, you know, like Jesus who died on the cross. Right. And so when we get back to being joyful, joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. It's like you're, you're seeking out that amazing relationship with him. And I would say my transformation story, and I keep going back to the joyful part is that there's certain things that, can be tough and challenging but when joy is in the mix it just changes it like like there could be stuff that I could go could have gone through even like four or five years ago that would really like maybe wreck me a bit or just have me stop in my tracks and maybe I would be like a bit like bothered by it right but because I have the joy of the Lord, I'm able to through a new set of eyes every time. And I'm able to be like, huh, you know, like, it's like, okay, I've been up since 445. And you know what, like, it's okay, everything's gonna be fine. And I, I just kind of like, I just, I just look at things with a new set of eyes every day. Because I'm like, okay, well, what does God's word say about it when we're tired? What does God's word say about it when we're weak? And so when we get in here and we're keeping his testimony, you know, when we're, when we're, I'm going to go back to reading verse one, joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions, instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. And so there's so many commandments there's there's decrees there's things that we can decree over our lives right it's like i declare and decree today <laughs> that despite the physical despite like what's happening in the natural i'm exhausted or whatever it's like god says this i declare and decree like his strength in my day you know i am made strong in his weaknesses and so i just i think i go back to like how he he wants us to obey his precepts he wants us to study his word and his and follow him right and so i don't know that's just i guess it's kind of a little bit of a cliff note in my head right now i'm just pondering on it a bit you know there's just transformation that takes place and i there there's so many times there's certain scripture it all comes back to perspective for me we could be in any book in the Bible and it just comes back to perspective. Like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, we're, God is rewiring us right now. Today, you're being rewired. Like the, the things that I sent this thing to, uh, Aletta and Cam last night. Hopefully I can read it before my kids comes running in here. <laughs> what if I told you that what you're going through is normal for someone who has the responsibility? Yes, baby. Hold on one second. Okay. What if I told you that what you're going through is normal for someone who has the responsibility of being the first bloodline curse breaker in your family? What if you're going through more because you refuse to settle for mediocrity? What if I told you that you are misunderstood by them, but you're really one of us? You're one of the wild ones. You're the remnant. You're, you're a called out one. So, that's what I got this morning. <laughs> I love that, Becca. And as you were talking, I could hear, you know, and we've talked about this a lot of times here in Clubhouse and it'll never get old because at the end of the day, it this is God's heart for us and it's obedience is better than sacrifice. It's better to obey his His word, what he tells you to do. And it's it's speaking of his, his commands from his word, but it's also com- his his actual speaking to you when he's telling you to do something right now in the very moment he's saying obey what i'm telling you to do and you will be blessed and favored obey what i'm telling you to do and you will win favor and you know you will you will be steadfast you know he's he's got like when i can i will not be put to shame when i consider all your commands and so it's when we operate in obedience, even when it affects 
our present situation and maybe in our present situation, it makes things a little harder for us, but we know that we can save ourselves from heartache. We can save ourselves from turmoil in the future when we operate in obedience today because God's heart for us is good. He is not asking us to operate in obedience because he just wants complicit, complicit, like, minions he's like my heart for you is good and i do not want you to be put to shame i don't want you to be put to ruin i don't want you to up have to operate out of a place of sacrifice to get back what you could have already had if you had remained in obedience and so there is something so beautiful about just operating in the will of god and what he's called us to do so that we save ourselves from heartache and trouble um, so thanks for sharing that, Becca. There's something so powerful there. I see Q and Jen. Q, what you got, friend? Um, I really just wanted to to highlight what you were just talking about with the obedience being better than sacrifice. Um, and just to add a little bit to that, and hopefully this will help somebody's perspective on the call. Obedience is better than sacrifice because sacrifice is only necessary because of disobedience. <laughs> If, if it were not for disobedience, sacrifice wouldn't even be necessary. So if you find yourself in a position where you're having to sacrifice, it's only because of either your disobedience or the disobedience of someone else. If we were to obey at all times, there would never be a need for sacrifice. You even look at, look at Jesus being given as a sacrifice for us. It was only because of our disobedience. So had we not disobeyed, there would have been no need for Jesus to die on the cross. Thankfully, he was willing to give his life for that. And we're willing to do certain things to sacrifice because of the disobedience of you know, family members and things of that nature. But when we have that perspective of if there were no disobedience, there would be no need for sacrifice. That's for us to be able to move forward with a mindset of obedience so that we don't leave ourselves or put our children or our family members in a position of having to sacrifice because we didn't obey what God told us to do. So I just wanted to throw that out. Yes, you said it so well, Q, thank you. Um, you know, we can often get in positions where we're like, oh, I would have to go through this, but it's usually because, yeah, we op op operate in a place of disobedience somewhere. <laughs> and maybe that disobedience was operating in, out of a place of fear instead of out of a place of faith. Right. There's we we can look at disobedience in so many different ways. Um, but it is, you know, and I see that even just with my kid, like if he just did what I asked him to do the first time, he wouldn't have to go through <laughs> the things that I make him go through for not listening properly. Right. And we need to take that same like, God, I want to learn how to listen properly. I want to learn how to hear your voice and act on it and do it when you call me and tell me to, because. The alternative sucks. <laughs> the alternative is not fun. And I I want to be shameless, right? I want to be righteous. I want to be able to follow your ways and do what you've called me to do. So who else has got something this morning? How do you feel like God has transformed you in this area of your life to where you've learned to just, because I know there's been times in my life where I feel like God's been prompting me maybe to do something in the moment, you know, your heart rate kind of goes up. You're just like, okay, I feel like I need to do this, but then you don't. <laughs> so I'd love to hear like, how do you, when has that happened for you? And you've like learned to just do it anyway, despite like how you're feeling. I see we got Jen and Renee up here. Hey, just, I'm gonna, Sister Jen, you have anything to say? I've got something to say, I'll wait on Jen. Oh, Judge Little, I was actually just speaking about you this morning. Um, you can go first because I know your schedule's busier than mine is. Oh, girl, we're all busy. So busy for the Lord. Good morning, everyone. It's been a minute, but I always love when the Lord allows me to have this time with my brethren and sistren. Uh, love all of you. I, I, as you were talking, sis, I, I just thought about how living a life of surrender <laughs> makes things easier. It's, it's sometimes hard to really surrender. Um, when you have been in disobedience, and more importantly, when we have idolized that little G in us, right? But when you live a life of surrender, when you are like, 
what do I say? When you make God's business your business, he, he always makes his business like your business is. He's in that vein anyway because he is such a loving, amazing, good father. He is to be revered and respected but also adored. And so the more I surrender and I literally um, tell the Lord, thank you for inviting me into your day because the earth is yours, the more I, um, I even go into time with him without agenda, right? And, and God loves our prayers. So if there's time to intercede, there's time to pray for folk. But the more I honor just time with God where I'm just in his presence, right, so he can totally just cleanse me, love on me, speak to me, the easier it is to obey because sin becomes distasteful. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's it's like anything when you love someone or, for you know, when you're in love with something, and I don't, I don't want to equate the Lord to a romantic relationship, but for those of you who journeyed in a way where you were absolutely, um, you, you, you enjoyed a project or you were in love with your spouse, whatever those moments are, you know, the Lord longs to have fellowship with us consistently. And when you love somebody and you're in their presence and you live a life of surrender, your heart breaks a little bit when you when you know that you're going the other way. So at least for me, I find that it's been easier to obey God even when I'm uncomfortable, when I'm in his presence and I don't want to disappoint him. Not for gain, not because I know he's going to bless me, but because I don't want to disappoint you, Father. Right? We have, for those of us who have great relationships with your earthly parents, you know what it's like when you just want to please them, right? Like, I just love my mama, like, because she want a new deck. Okay, mama don't need that deck, but here I am talking to my husband, like, how are we going to gotta find a way to get this deck for mama? <laughs> right? Um, and so I just want to encourage us, um, live a life of surrender where you are just mindful that you serve a Lord who is punch drunk in love with you who is rooting for you, who is pulling for you. And I think it gets us in a posture where it's like, Lord, I just don't want to disappoint you. What can I do for you today, Father? How can I make you smile? I know you already are. But when we live a life where it's like, Lord, how can I, what can I give and do for you? I think it makes it easier to walk this very uh, interesting, amazing road of life. I love that, Renee. There's something so beautiful about even if you and you have a friend or a spouse or somebody who comes and asks you that, like, they're like, how's your heart today? Right? Like, there's this genuine care of, like, how how can I serve you in a way that it would bless you, uplift you, encourage you? And God is a reciprocal God. It's not that he needs us. But there is some delight that he finds in us delighting in him and delighting in pleasing him. And it's like, God, what what would make your heart happy today? How can I how can I bless your heart, God? Like you've done enough for me, but how can I bless you? And this whole scripture talks about that. And this is a this obedience and this relationship and the this reciprocal back and forth with God, knowing that. You get to hear him all day long. You get to be in this beautiful relationship. And Becca and I sometimes joke about being giddy for God because we're just like, let me tell you about my Jesus. Like, you get to have this this beautiful relationship with him too. Like, I don't hog it for myself. Like, I can share what I've got with you and it doesn't take anything away from me it actually only increases my joy it increases the beauty of it all and that's what so and that's why like you can't i like how you said we we don't want to like reduce god down to only what is the analogy of a romantic relationship because he is so much more but for us we know that there's times when you feel like you're in sync, you, you're moving, you're grooving, you're getting it done, you're working together, and there's this feeling that is unlike any other feeling. And sometimes it is working as a team together, right? And sometimes it's working with your spouse. I know there's times that my husband and I will be grilling, you know, we have bunches of people over at our house, and we're working together as a team, and there's nothing quite like that feeling 
of operating well together and hearing each other properly and being able to bless each other's heart and accomplish something amazing together. And that's God's heart for us with him. Jen, I know you had something. What you got? Good morning. I, you know, so I think there's, there's two sides of, of obedience. And um, one of the things that really spoke to me almost a year and a half ago, Q uh, led a Bible study and it was, you know, be courageous and obey. Because sometimes the things that God's asking us to do is, is really scary. And there's two sides of it. Sometimes it's like the big things where your life is, you know, your life is going to be um, changed and the upheaval. And, uh, you know, Joy, you and I were kind of talking about this last night. Like, I know I'm in a season where something's about to change in my life. I don't know what it is. And I'm just kind of waiting on God for the instruction and I said to Joy I'm like I do not want to move like I'm comfy in my apartment I like where I live but my lease is coming up and I've you know and I'm going to be going to law school and I'm you know I'm waiting on God for that um but you know there's the big things you know a year and a half ago God told me to go back to school and so I did and you know, here it is a year and a half later, and I'm still in school taking classes, and there's that day-to-day obedience, and it's it's not as exciting as like, hey, guys, God told me to go back to school. It's like, okay, I have a corporate finance final today, and, you know, yesterday, after I took my corporate finance midterm, I called Joy, and I'm, I was like, Joy, God is so good. I got in there, and, you know, I actually felt so confident, like, once because I was super nervous. It was seven chapters of formulas. Um, But then there's also like our everyday life where, you know, it's that still small voice that you really have to pay attention to. And you think if you don't obey, it may not matter. And yet it does. And and I'll give another example. And uh, some of you have heard me say this last year. Um, when Clubhouse was, you know, starting to really, you know, take off and we all had just one invitation that we could give out, God told me to give my invitation to Q. And I'm like, my pastor? I'm like, you want me to give my one Clubhouse invitation to Q? And so I did. And then I had to like explain to Q what Clubhouse was. And he was like, I don't think he really wanted to be on it. And I'm like, no, you need to be on it. You need to be on it. And then, like, he got on it, and he got into this room full of guys that Joy and I work with, and they were talking about stuff that I don't know anything about. And Q was able to just, like, fit right in and minister to these young men. And then he started coming to this room, and Q's wife, Keisha, and I were talking about this. We literally live 20 minutes away. And I've never met them in person. I'm friends with Q's brother, Brett. And I've never met Keisha and Q in person. Yet Joy and Aletta and Rebecca, who all live in Florida, have met Q in person because they happened upon each other in Florida after Clubhouse. And so there's so many lives that have been impacted But if I had chosen to give that clubhouse invite to someone else and had been disobedient, there's so many people who wouldn't have had the opportunity to fellowship. And so I think when we talk about obedience, there's the big things, right? Like the things where it's like life changing to us. But then there's those little things where you don't know what that ripple effect might be. So that's all. It's a good word. We have no idea what that ripple effect's going to be. That's so good because I've seen that just even here inside a clubhouse for sure, because this is just one small part of a bigger conduit of what God's trying to do. Q, what you got? No, I was just going to say what Jen is really saying in a nutshell is 
it's about perspective is what um, Rebecca was talking about. And when you look at it, there are no small things with God. Whatever God is telling you to do, there's a bigger picture that you don't see. Sometimes it may be big for you in that moment because it's something that is going to require a lot of you in that moment. And then sometimes it's for a greater picture that's going to affect others that you just don't see at that moment. And while it may not seemingly affect you much, there is a big effect that's going to come from it. Anything that God has us to do, whether it seems like it's big or small, is going to be something big. So when we look at it from that perspective and understand that whatever God tells me to do is important and is going to be a major effect in this world, it gives you a little more incentive to be obedient. So you don't look at it like, oh, that's nothing. That won't matter. That's no big deal. No, anything God tells you to do is a big deal, and we have to see it as such. Just a perspective change. Yes, I'm in agreement on that. It's it's crazy. And we, we get a little hint of it because we, like like right now, like just Jen saying that, I'm like, wow, oh my gosh, like how different would it be? There's so many times that Jen has came in here, Renee, Q, man, you guys have come in here and you've, you've, you've spoken some things that have I've taken with me. And I'm like, oh man, what a, what, <laughs> whoa, like that, that's awesome because just a little bit of an obedience and it's something so small and it was just like her sharing and sharing an app, you know? And so we get to be on the other side of it. We're on the, we're all coming into the end of the year and we get to kind of see that little bit. And it's like to, to think and just imagine like God has orchestrated it all. He, he knew what was going to be orchestrated. He knew who's going to be in this room right now. He, he, if we're all in here, we're seeking him with all our heart. You know, we're really believing that when two or three are gathered, that he is in the midst. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to stir up something within this place, right? And, and he gets to work as like, I don't know, like a speaker box, right? He, he uses our mouths in a way because it's all him. And so we get to all be in this room and get to hear what God is doing in Joy's life, what God is doing in Evelyn's life, what God is doing in Anna's life. But it's like, it's all him that he, he gets to come in here and show up and show out. And so it's just really powerful to just get a little bit of an idea of like what that perspective is like, huh? Like just being obedient in one thing can, can like all of a sudden, all of these relationships just become something. And that's what community is, right? It's coming into unity. That's what we're doing. <laughs> and so it's just beautiful. Um, I really love that you shared that, Jen, because it's just making me reflect more because something so small it's like when we have that when, when you guys when we're when we're waking up and we're bringing it to him first and we're out and god says he wants you to move you know just like the scripture said yesterday like who am i going to send and it's like send me where where are you going to send me i don't know where he's going to send me but wherever i'm going today if i got to get in my car i got to go to the post office lord are you you're sending me to the post office Lord, line me up, get me in position. I want to be where, where you want me to be so that I can be obedient. Because if you want me to speak with somebody, if you want me to just talk to someone, if you want me to smile at someone, I'm going to do it because I want to be obedient. And, and we don't, we're not in obedience because we want to receive a blessing. We're not in obedience because of that, right? It's just, it's because we're in love. It's because we are in love with him. And when you are in love, man, you you do crazy things sometimes, right? But this is different. I remember taking, I went, I went to Bible college um, for one year and we had like a theology course on different types of love. And there's different ones. There's like the love of a baby, but the baby want, the baby is like looking at the mom, like I need you type of love. But, and there's different steps. And I, I I'm probably failing here that I'm not going to say all of them, but I remember us getting to, agape love you know like there's different forms of love but his unconditional love his unconditional love just outshines the rest you know and so it's just a little bit of perspective and yeah that's what i got um really quickly and i'm just being led to to share this um that perspective of obedience it will bless 
any and everything that is related to the obedience. And when you are developed and the more you develop in that obedience, the more you will see it applied in different areas where you didn't even think it made a difference. And so specifically I'm hearing about marriage. Obedience in marriage is crucial. It is so absolutely crucial. And, and oftentimes in marriage, there, there has been a reluctance of obedience to the spirit because of emotional expectations of the spouse. And so I'm going to share something with you and I'm just being vulnerable and transparent right now to hopefully bless you and help you understand how your obedience even will bless your marriage. And if you're not married, just tuck this in your back pocket for when you do get married. <clears throat> there have been times when my wife and I were at odds for whatever reason. We had a disagreement, whatever, or I did something she didn't like, she did something I didn't like, whatever it was. And there have been times where in the midst of that tension or whatever, the Holy Spirit will tell me, go and give your wife a kiss. And at that moment, if I'm upset with her, I have a decision to make. Am I going to stay in my feelings and begin to reason in my head as to why I should not obey what the spirit is telling me to do? Or I can push through my feelings and emotions and obey what the spirit is telling me to do. And I can tell you, like I said, I'm being transparent. There have been times that I have obeyed the spirit. And there have been times that I did not obey the spirit. And I can tell you on the times that I did not obey the spirit, my wife and I stayed at odds and in that tension all day. The times that I did obey the spirit, it was an immediate pressure release to where whatever the tension was. And, and you know, the Bible talks about the anointing being the yoke destroying burden removing power of God. Well, the anointing comes through you doing the will of God. In other words, when you're obedient to what God tells you to do, there's an anointing there. There's an empowerment for you to see yokes destroyed and burdens removed when you obey God. And so in the process of me obeying God and going and give her the kiss, the yoke was destroyed that was trying to keep that burden of tension and frustration between me and my wife. <clears throat> and so I share that with you for you to really be encouraged to open up every aspect of your life to obedience, even with your children, even to hear the spirit tell you to apologize to your children, to hear the spirit tell you, don't provoke your children to anger. They're all different things where the spirit may lead you to do something that goes against what you're feeling, what your emotions are, what your training has been, what tradition has been in your family. But we have to be those who are led by the spirit. And when we're led by the spirit, that means we're obedient to the spirit. The spirit can't lead us if we don't obey. So we got to be willing to be obedient in every aspect of our lives. And so I encourage you, especially in the area of marriage, that's really been heavy on my heart the last few minutes about the area of marriage. Be obedient to what the spirit is telling you to do. Get out of your feelings. If the spirit is telling you to apologize, but you know that you didn't do anything wrong, just obey the spirit and apologize. It's not about you being correct. It's about things being right in your marriage. So be willing to, to look like you're wrong so things can be right in your marriage. It's going to be a blessing for you and your spouse. It's going to be a blessing for your children just for you to be obedient and do what the spirit is telling you to do in spite of how you're feeling emotionally. It's going to be such a huge blessing for your family. Cute. I'm so, I'm so glad you told that story. I was actually hoping that you would tell that story, Q. Because um, I, I think that is one of my favorite stories that, that you've, you share. Um, I, I think that, um, one of the things that can be challenging is 
when the outside world is telling you all their quote advice, um, especially for people who are fairly new or um, not as mature in their, their journey, um, being able to discern, you know, even though everyone is telling you that you're crazy for making the choice that you made, but you know the spirit is is telling you uh, to do it. Um, and on the flip side, Q's talking about marriage, but like when I got divorced, God told me not to file for divorce. He told me to file for separation. And every lawyer that I spoke to was like, why would you do that? It's just going to be a double problem. Like, I don't know why God told me to do it. And I was very firm in that. And later, um, you know, three years down the line, um, as our divorce progressed, that actually ended up benefiting me. Um, but, you know, going back, you have to be solid. Like if God tells you to do something, there may be people who question that because it may seem untraditional or not the norm, or even if it's, you know, it could be somebody even in your church that, you know, they're so used to their rhythm and, and what they've got going on, but God leads you into do something else that maybe shake things up. And I think going back to what Rebecca said, it is so important to have community like this that supports you in what God is telling you to do. Joy and I were talking about that just about healthcare last night. You know, there are choices that we make for our bodies that other people may not agree with. And it's because this is the direction God is, has given us. And so I think it's so, so important as you're, you know, taking the stand and being obedient, big, small, and to Q's point, everything is big to God. Um, you have to have that community that can support you because, you know, I know if I tell Joy, God told me to do this you know, she's not going to question that. She may counsel me if she, it seems off, um, but, you know, she, I think she trusts my relationship with God and, and same thing. You know, uh, I trust Joy. If God, if Joy came to me and said, God told me to do this and, you know, I would, we would pray about it and we, I would support her um, unless, you know, for some reason God was, you know, giving me guidance in the other direction and you know i think that's why it's so important to have community to be able to stand firm in what that faith is and being able to be obedient because it's very easy to be disobedient when you know there's a hundred people trying to sway you the other way and you don't have you're not grounded in your faith okay so I, I I don't intend to just kind of take over, but the father is really just downloading stuff to me right now. Um, I've got to say this in reference to the obedience piece and the fear of obedience. God never wants people to be afraid to obey him in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And so one of the things that he has taught me is the ram in the bush that has been misused for generations people think that you know oh you know i'll just go and do this and you know god will provide a ram in the bush or whatever but understand the ram in the bush is a is for a specific situation if you go back to the scriptures you'll see that the father spoke to Abraham and told him to offer up his son Isaac as a burnt offering. Now, if anybody who's, who's studied literature and, and language and things of that nature, you'll see that term um, as is related to simile, meaning that you're, that's not actually what it is. You're relating it to being the same as, but it's not the same as. So when he said offer up Isaac as a burnt offering, he was not actually telling Abraham to kill his son. He was saying, I want you to release him unto me, as in let go of him and leave him 
to me and not try to hold on to him as yours the same way you would as a burnt offering. But Abraham operated under what he understood God to be telling him to do. So he went forward in the process. And if you look, even the confidence that Abraham had when he was talking to his servants at the bottom of a mountain, he said, the lad and I will go up to worship and shall return. Even though he was planning on going to kill Isaac, his full expectation was that he was coming down off of that mountain with his son. So when he went up and the father saw that he was willing to go all the way through with it for the sake of obedience, he said, listen, now I know you'll do whatever I tell you to do. Look over in the bushes and you'll see a ram caught in the thick or whatever. Sacrifice him instead of your son. The point being this, the ram in the bush was supplied for Abraham because he was willing to go through whatever he heard God say, even if he didn't understand it properly. So God wants us to know if you believe that he's telling you to do something, have no fear about going to do it because if you're off, cause that's really what people are concerned about. That's really what people are scared of. If I go and do this and I'm wrong, or if I go and do this and I didn't hear God properly, or if I go and do this and I missed it, then it's going to really mess things up for me and my family, or it's going to mess things up for whatever. And God wants us to know if you are doing it because you believe this is what you heard God tell you to do. He is faithful. Hallelujah. He is faithful. He is gracious. He is merciful. And he is just to make sure that you make it out of that situation unharmed and unhurt if you missed it. So you can have no fear to go forward in whatever it is you believe God is telling you to do, because if you missed it, if you were off, if you heard wrong, God will provide the ram in the bush. He said he will, in every situation, he said he will not allow you to be tempted above, uh, above that which you are capable of, for with every temptation, he will make a way of escape. So even if you missed it, even if you went forward in something and you heard God wrong or you misunderstood what he was saying, there will be a way of escape created and made for you so that you come out of that situation unharmed. And it's for the purpose of eliminating all fear of obeying God. So I'm sharing with you, everybody on this on this call now. If you hear God, if you even think you hear God telling you to do something, go forward in doing it with no fear, because if you missed it, he's going to make sure you come out of that without any issues and no problems. But if you're on, what a blessing that will be to the kingdom of God. Yes, yes. So, so good, Q. We love it when you share and God puts that on your heart. It's just so beautiful. And I love that aspect of doing it without fear. It's a bit like a kid when he's learning to crawl. It's a little baby and they're learning how to get up. They're learning how to crawl and they learn how to walk. And they, they take those steps. And those steps are just as beautiful as when that kid has finally learned how to walk. And learning and practicing how to hear God is just as beautiful and just as covered in grace and mercy as fully obeying and hearing him clearly from the get-go. And so do not be afraid to practice it. Do not be afraid to continually dive into that place of listening and like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try it again. I feel like he's telling me to do this. And even if it's in the most simplest little things, like God, what shoes should I wear today? Right? Like practice being in obedience with the spirit so that you can get in tune with hearing his voice. I remember when I was used, I was a youth leader back home in New Zealand and I was about 17 years old myself. And the kids that I was leading were like 13 or 14. And we had an exercise that I gave them and I felt like God had told me to encourage them to hear from God for themselves. And I was like, you know, you can hear from God. I gave them all a piece of paper 
I said, go read your Bible, go pray and ask God to see what he's talking to you about. And I literally sent them away for 15 minutes or so. And I'm like sitting over there just praying. I'm like, God, you better talk to these kids. <laughs> you know, like, and it was, it was a little nerve wracking for me. Like, God, I need you to come through because this is, I can't say what you're saying. I need them to hear what you're saying. And they all came back with something. And I just sat there and I said, wow, God, you know, and they were, you know, and it was, I was immature to an extent in my faith, but I had enough obedience just to go for it and hope for the best. Honestly, I was like, God, you need to come through. <laughs> and he did. And it, that was one of those times where I really sensed his spirit and that gave me confidence. And it was like my little practice where I got to practice helping others hear from God, but I also got to practice operating in obedience of encouraging them to hear from God that I heard from him. And then he talked to them too, right? There was like, we all benefited from that situation. We all benefited from that obedience and that step of faith of just saying, I'm going to go for this and trust that you're going to catch me, God, that you are going to talk to these kids. You are going to say what you need to say. And it was a beautiful time for me because I can look back on that now and I can stand with confidence saying, no, I know God talks and let me tell you about it because I seen it work before he's done it, then he'll do it now, right? I, I'm, I'm no longer in the wobbly from crawling to walking stage, right? But I was there. And when I was there, God's grace was sufficient for me. It was, he was more than enough. And I could get past any fear that I had and let God take over. And when he did that, he showed up, he showed out, he rewarded my faith. He rewarded my obedience. And his, his reward is so beautiful. And I know every single one of those girls that was in that group is still to this day following Jesus with their whole heart. And I see a correlation between them hearing from God for themselves and their relationships still being strong today. So I just encourage you guys today. We went over a little bit. Welcome to anybody who's new. Um, we came, we come each morning together as community from 8.15 to 9. Sometimes we run a little over because the Holy Spirit, you know, he does what he does and we make room. We're obedient to what he makes room for. Um, so we're so grateful that you guys are able to be a part this morning. Does anybody have a prayer request um, before we pray the room out this morning? Yeah. Antonio, what's your prayer request this morning? Antonio, did you have a prayer request? Ursh, I see you've got something. I just wanted to say thank you to the Stanleys, and I really yeah. appreciate everything that they do for all of our families. Prayer. Um, I really, really appreciate them. And he always, he always, God always uses him to give me exactly what I need at that exact time. And I just appreciate you, Q. And I love your family, and I thank you so much. You know what, Joy, oh, I have a prayer. Because God loves everybody. Um, Jen, did you have something? Yeah, I do. And it's not for me. Um, but, uh, but off of what Ursula said, um, you know, Q and Keisha have a ministry. And I really would love for us to pray over that ministry today. Um, because I know God is, you know, giving them direction and they're listening intently. So that's one of the things that I would love for us to lift up because Ursula is right. They, um, they have touched so many people's lives, especially, you know, just, I mean, just everywhere they go. Q can't go to the grocery store without touching somebody's lives because God just works through him that way. So I would love to pray for their ministry today. Awesome. All right. I'm going to go ahead and, if anyone else has anything else, you can message me on the back channel and I will pray with and for you. But I'm going to go ahead and end us. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word today. I thank you so much.
I know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And this word today is just on time, Lord. We want to be joyful when we follow your precepts. We want to be joyfully obedient to you, Lord. I thank you for the yokes destroyed and the burdens removed. Stir up an anointing with it in us, Father. We want to be in step with you. It's like, it's as if we're in a dance with you, Father. And we want you to teach us how to dance. We want you to teach us the moves. Teach us step by step so we can be in sync with you, Father. We... We love you and we adore you. And we all have one common thing in here, Lord, is that we want to lift you up. We want to magnify you. We want to glorify you in all things, Father. So just allow us to submit all of our ways to you, Lord. That's that's what I want to say right now, Lord. Bless everyone in this room. Today, I don't know who is in this room that this just speaking so hard to, but be obedient. Lord, allow us to be in that in that position to where just that, that little thing, and it's not little, just like what Q said, everything is big. Everything is big when you do it, Lord. All you do is win, and everything that you do is big, and, and just all you do is triumph. And so I thank you that we are, we are the triumphant ones. I thank you that when we follow in step with you, that no matter what, we're on the winning team, Father, and then it's all you. So get us in the right position today. Get us in the right position to walk in your steps, to be obedient. Lord, send us to the market. Send us to our work. Send us to church or youth group or or whether we're teaching or we're just on a phone call with a family member or we're taking care of kids or with our spouses or our animals or whatever it may be, Lord. Use us in it today. We want to um, knock off anything that is a distraction. I bind and break any distractions that are, have come or are sent. Any assignments from the enemy that to distract right now, we bind it, we break it right now in Jesus's name. And we just, we just walk in that. We're going to walk in it, Lord, the ram in the bush. And so I just thank you for, um, I, I wanted to lift up uh, Claudia in the room today, Lord. I thank you for giving her strength today. I thank you that you are going to be in all things, Father. We pray for her son, Matthew. We lift him up, Father. We lift up her family, her complete bloodline right now in Jesus's name. Father, I thank you that you are just coming in and you are making a move. You're making moves. There's a new season that's approaching, Lord, and you're in every season. It doesn't matter when we go from one season to the next, you're in all of it. So I just thank you, Lord, that Claudia continues to le- uh, live that obedient life, that she continues to be the woman of God that you've called her to be, the mother that you've called her to be. So continue to guide her footsteps and allow her to be in, um, when she's in communication with her son, Father, that you would just use all things, use the environment, use the relationships around her son, Matthew, use all of it, Lord. You know the ins and outs of the prayer requests and, and whatever it is, Lord, but we just lift them up and you have your way in all of them, Father. And I thank you for Q and Keisha's ministry, Lord. I thank you for what you have already begun. It is all about you. You're the one that started it. You've placed them in a position to touch so many lives, Lord, and it's you touching people through them. So I just pray that you would continue to send forth people, send forth people. And and right now, the people that are coming, soften their hearts, soften their hearts, allow their hearts to become moldable, teachable, um, just any, any calluses, any hardening that has taken place. And some of the people that are going to start to make their way, Lord, break those walls down, start to take a chisel to it and do your work, do the best work that you, you do. You, nothing you do is subpar. Everything that you do is phenomenal. Lord, when, when your hands are in it, man, when your hands are in it, it is just astounding what you can do father. So have your way, continue to um, bring people that would just be touched, Lord. It's all about you. It's all about your word. It's all about the gospel, spreading the good news. So I thank you for what you're doing within their, their church, within their ministry, and you're going to continue to do it, Lord. Send forth laborers, send forth people that are going to come and be a part of their teams, send forth other, other bodies of believers that are just going to come in and they're going to bring something new. Lord, something new into this season. And it's all going to just be so powerful because you've made us so unique. We're each one part of the body, a, a, a body part, and it's all different, but it all comes together and it works. And so, Lord, I, I pray a blessing over their, their ministry, their family, the families that they are touching, Lord. 
it is all you. It's all dedicated to you, Father. And for everyone else in this room that has a ministry, we all have a ministry, whether we're parents or or we're just spreading the good news to one person at a time, or we pray for someone to receive Christ one time, or we're, we're going to be walking in those things where we're going to, we're going to spread the gospel to others. It's all a ministry, whether we think it's small or not, it's not. I pray a blessing over everyone in this room. I pray Lord, that you would show whoever it is in this room that needs to know it, Lord, that they are adored, that they are treasured, that nothing that they, the things that they do, the, the enemy may have come in to tell them that they're not good enough, but they are. You, you look at them with a smile. You, 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 you see them like they're like a precious jewel, like a ruby. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just show them that today. I pray that you would just bless everyone that is on this line. Show them, show them your love, your compassion, your kindness, Father, because that's what you do. You're a good, good Father. And so, Lord, we just dedicate this day to you. We want to walk in that obedience that we spoke on. Lord, we want to be joyful about what we do in it, Lord. So bless everyone in this room. Get us, get us to where we need to be today. We're starting the day off right in your word. And so speak to us and we just glorify you and we give you all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Awesome. Praise God. What an awesome morning. I'm so grateful for you guys. Pray that your day is full of joy and laughter and words from God that he would just be whispering in your ear all day long and not because he needs to be quiet, but because he's close. And if he was to talk loud, it would hurt your ears. <laughs> so he whispers <laughs> and he's just right there talking to you, telling you what you need to do when you need to go, how you need to go there. And um, may you obey every word and walk in the blessing and the abundance that comes from obeying his words to you. So I just am encouraged by this morning's conversation. I love it. God, when God shows up and just brings it, you know, we, we never know what a morning's going to bring. And so it's what pays to show up every day. <laughs> you just never know. So thank you guys for coming. Um, if you're new, welcome. We're so glad you're here. And we'll see you guys tomorrow for our Wednesday meeting. Um, God bless you guys. Have an amazing day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.